Hey, this is Andy Jenkins. Thanks for hopping on the podcast. Today I've got another thing for you that's in this, well, it's the unique series. Normally on this podcast, I hop on by myself and I talk to you about something that I'm really working through in that moment. So often, really what I remind people of as they listen is I'm not necessarily teaching from the standpoint of being an expert. I really write things and study things and explore things that I want to know to apply for myself because because I feel in some way they'll enhance and help me. That leads me to this. I'm talking all about a coaching series right now. And instead of doing this on my own, I've invited some coaches into the room to talk with me. So I'm in my kitchen. Usually I'm in my office or in the tiny house. This week I've got my friend Randy Pardue and he has, you'll, you'll hear from another time too. He's got this unique angle because Randy's been married for, how long have you guys been married? Yeah, 42 years. It's a long time. I don't think I've done anything for 42 (laughs) years. I've been alive for 42. But he's got this unique story in that he had grown kids. And it's one of these things where you've probably been to school and you think, man, if I could go back and if I could take all the classes in college again, I guarantee I would learn so much more. I would score better. I would get it right this time. All right, well, so imagine if you could do that in the world of parenting. You raise all the kids and you think, man, glad that's over. But if I could go back and do it all again, I could probably crush it. All right, Randy's got that perspective. 42 years of marriage. You guys had grown kids. Yeah. And then you had a... Yeah, he's 22 now. Was it an oops baby or was (laughs) the... In a major way. Okay, so, so he's... We're going to get into the whole book and everything, but so talk through that. How old are the older kids when all of a sudden his wife, Tammy, is fabulous? Tammy <laughs> breaks the news, uh, might be pregnant. <laughs> yeah, so so the name of the book is Diapers or Dorms because we actually had one in diapers and one in dorms, and that's the name of the book that, that we wrote. So, but but uh, we were... 40 and we're laying in bed one night I'm, I'm not even making this up we're laying in bed at 40 and my wife looks at me she says you're just thinking oh about time to go to bed and she's like hey we're getting older uh, we probably ought to do something now when i hear my wife say we ought to do something like you know fix something so we don't get pregnant i'm thinking uh that's not happening to me so i said we're okay somebody's broken we've not been trying not to have babies for 13 years so we're good one month later we're laying in the same bed Probably because you did something that night. I know, and she, and, <laughs> she, and she says, "Hey, I um, I think, I think we're gonna have a baby." I'm like, no, there's no way. I mean, there's no way. And so, yeah, you know, you've I, been humming along for 13 days. Because oh. what people don't understand about your marriage is you guys have a great marriage. Hmm. You still date your wife. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 42 years into it, so it's not like, I mean, let me just be transparent. When I was at men's events and teaching them, guys would, you know, talk about sexless marriages. Right, right. This isn't, wasn't that. This no, is, no, 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 no. you're just doing what married couples do, yeah. but not getting pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So we had, we had a, a junior in high school, and then we had two other kids. We had, our first three set were, they were four years of age and under when we had them. So know. they come in as a cluster. Yeah. So you they're think all, you're done. They're moving up. They're yeah. all going to elementary school together, junior high together, high school. Boom, and we're gone. done. I mean, they, with the doors open for empty nest. Well, I mean, I'm right there, ready to just jump into that, and then this happens. And so, um, it ended up being the most incredible 
really experience for us at all. And you're right. You know, we always say there's no do-over in parenting, but we did have a shot way to do it. (laughs) uh, Uh, So, yeah. And so for us, we did it a little different than we did with the others. We were a lot more strict and conservative with the first set. And uh, I guess you get old and tired, you just do it different. But uh, it was a much different approach. Same principles, but just a different approach. And I love that they've all turned out. My my 22, he's 22 now. And, uh, you know, he's a a paramedic firefighter. And my 39-year-old is, uh, you know, Delta, uh, you know, general manager and all the others in between. So life is good for us. Okay, so the old ones, uh, the the youngest one's name's Jackie. Boy Jackie. Yep. So do has a great reputation, by the way. I've got some friends that are firefighters that have worked with him. And, and, you know, they're like, man, he's fabulous. Young, but incredible. So did the old ones ever look back and go, man, y'all let Jackie get away with everything? Is that what they call him? Is Jackie? Jackie Lee. We okay. call him Jackie, Jackie Lee. Lee. Yeah, his name's Jackson Lee. And okay. so we just, you know, Jackie Lee, Jackie Chan, whatever. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah. They would, back and go, That's not fair. They would get so mad at us. Jackie's driving when he's 12. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> he would stay up late. All the things that you're not supposed to do, you know. And they're, Dad, you never let us get away with that. I'm like, I know I'm old and tired right now. <laughs> I don't have the energy to. <laughs> okay, so you find out Tammy's pregnant. You've got kids that are in dorms, mm-hmm. ready for empty nest, new baby, <laughs> Jackie Lee. You get him at the hospital. Yep. And now what? Well, now we're trying to figure out how to do it all over again. Right? Do you forget? I mean, is, is it um, like riding a bike? Or, well, we we had a really good breakthrough about the time Jackson came along. Um, my my oldest, he just he bounced into my office one day after football practice. You know, hey dad, what's going on? You know, just checking up because I have a little home in my office, and um, he bounces out. And then it's one of those moments. You know, if you're a dad or any kind of relational guy, you walk out of there and you go. He's going to be graduating from high school in a year. And there's so many things I've left undone that I wanted to teach him. And I began to literally almost kind of freak out a little bit about what should happen. And so um, we began to draw on some student ministry things we did. So I thought, how am I going to get him up to speed? I mean, this is crazy. He's heading to college. And so uh, when we were doing student ministry, we would, we would reverse engineer ministry we would say okay, right if you so, want the kids to yeah so be able you know, to i get a kid coming in at seventh grade what i want him to know think and feel by the time he's a senior so i started doing that with my kids and that really was the breakthrough so that we have what we call a directional parenting blueprint that we help people with that sounds really official i know i know doesn't it uh but uh but so the purpose is that Listen, we can all intend to raise good kids. Everybody yeah. does, right? Everybody wants that. Yeah, but then you but if you're, you're not, in the grind of life yeah. and you're just, man, you're making carpools, you're right. cooking meals, you're washing clothes, make up your bed, do the chores, and then all of a sudden you're like, what in the world? Is it already Thursday again? Right. Weekends here. So, yep. so if you're not directional then, right? I mean, we intend to, but if we don't actually take steps in the direction that we want our kids to go, then we're never going to accomplish the things that we do. So... Tammy and I sat down, and we began to say, okay, what do we want him to, to know, you know, by the time he's this heading to college? This is the college. oldest kid that's got yes. one, year, one year left. Yeah, so we fast-tracked. Uh, I took him to India because there were some things I wanted to do there on a mission trip, and, uh, you know, we uh, 
went down to, I know it sounded like we traveled, but I mean, we went down to Belize and we uh, did some things there because I wanted him to just experience some things. We took a road trip out west uh, and saw some things. And all in that process, we were teaching some principles that, that we had laid down. Um, and so it we began to do that with the others as they were younger and coming up. But at the point there, at that point, there is no directional parenting blueprint. This is just... No. Oh, crap. This guy's about to leave. That's right. What does he not know? Right. So we said, okay, here are the things. So let's talk about money. Let's talk about um, you know relationships. Let's talk about marriage and all the things that, that you think you study habits. The stuff you wish that you would have known. Yeah. When... yeah. So, you know, and we, we kind of hit and missed with it, but now we're intentional, you know, in the sense of, of very direct in our, in our scope of what we're wanting to do. All right. So when all this is happening with the oldest kid, Jackie Lee. Yeah is now the toddler that's right pooping in his pants yep. hence diapers to dorms that's right. so you're filling the gaps there you're gonna so then what we did was we broke parenting down into three phases right there's a discipline phase that's zero to five year old when i say discipline i don't mean like you know spank or whatever necessarily all i'm talking about is you want to help them create structure right self-control right that's what i mean that's what discipline is to help them have self-discipline and so then we we thought and this is how we did the blueprint. So we think, okay, when Jackson is heading into kindergarten, what kind of friends do I want him to have? What kind of attitude do I want him to have with the teacher? What, what do I want him to, to feel you know, in, in life? And so we laid out, here's what we think we want him to look like. Okay, so give me some examples. Like, What did Jackson need to know? Well, he needed to be respectful. So we're talking like, ma'am, sir. Yeah, because he's, listen, he's, he's around. He's not snatching toys. His siblings are teenagers. So he, we're at a restaurant. He's hollering, hey, where's the freaking salt? You know, I'm like, okay, look, that's probably not a good word for a three-year-old to be saying. No, maybe. I get it because I've got, I've got a little seven. He'll, he'll be eight by the time we hear this. That Downstairs, his older brothers are playing Xbox. Yeah. And they'll be like, come on, bro. And then all of a sudden you hear him. Like mimicking exactly, you know, the seventeen-year-old. You're like, oh, that, that sounds different coming out from a little kid, <laughs> Isn't that right? I know. And so that was the thing that we did. So we we talked in terms of, um, you know, he needed to be. All, all kids, I think, probably have ADHD. I mean, we we use that in the clinic. I don't even realize there's a clinical. There is a clinical, but, but, but most of us, a lot of it is just basically <laughs> called being a boy, right? So yeah. I wanted him to learn how to how to sit. You know, just like yeah, how to be still yeah. and be bored, right? And so we intentionally did some things that made that happen, and then we would talk about his um, manners and his respect for people. So it was yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and all of those things. And so there were several specific things like that that we did. Um, you know, we wanted to clean his room, those kind of things. So we would use little tools. You know, like uh, you when when you do this, then, so we it's called when then, right? So when you get your room clean, well, then you can play the Xbox. Right, and so we're trying to train. As I mentioned back then, it's not even an Xbox; no. it's an Atari or yeah, a Nintendo. <laughs> right, or... right. Uh, and and so then when he hit the kindergarten, but he's learning life skills for later because when you are an adult and go to work all day, mm-hmm. then you can go home and play basketball. That's right. Or then you can go home and watch the football game. Or then you can go home and cook out. Or then, right. but so it, it, yeah, and they all build on each. He's other. He's getting the activity first that you have to do so then he can do what he wants to do. Right. I mean, we all want kids to turn out right, right? And, and when you boil it down to the very most practical essence, it's that we want to raise kids that other people like. I wanted my kids to be attractional in that sense. 
that I like, right? Or that you want to sit next to in the restaurant. That's what I mean. You ever had the little midget right. minions that That's, get up and run around and they're... Exactly. So if you think, okay, I want to raise a kid that, that uh, others like, that I like. That you like. <laughs> that they like themselves, right? I mean, they, they... And so that was kind of what drove a lot of what we did. Have you noticed that a lot of people parent kids in a way that they don't even like to be around their own kids? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, so and I, and I, I, I will, I will give you. And I'm not. I'm not. You know, bragging or anything on this area. But my 22 year old uh, will text me. I mean, on a every other day basis. He's he's just coming back from the beach, and he was just texting me. He said, "Dad, I've been talking about parenting." He said, "I'm so grateful for the dad that you are." He said, "You know, I know. I wanted to be his trusted friend." And so he said, I know if I've got any issue in life, I can talk to you and I'm going to get straight talk. So not best friend, like, oh, we're buddy-buddy. Mm, that's trust not. You. No, no, no. I don't, no. That's he, a mistake I see parents yeah, making too. It's he, like, it'll be buddy-buddy. No, like, no, no, no. You, no. you want to be that anchor that he comes to when all hell's breaking loose. You want to be the older advisor right. they know yeah. they can call. I want to be a trusted friend. I want him to know dad can disconnect from wanting to, you know, not punch you in the face because you did something stupid and go, no, let me just help you get where you really are. So you want to be the guy that when this guy gets 22, not that he's going to do this, but if he, let's say one of the worst case scenarios, caught drunk driving, mm-hmm. arrested, he can call you to bail him out from jail. That's exactly There's right. going to be a discussion Absolutely. <laughs> the next day or the day yeah. after that. But in the moment, yep. I'll meet you at rock bottom, get you, pick you up. I'm safe to call. That's exactly Not right. I've got to hide from you. Because so often yep. I think that's, we get some of that wrong. We want to be buddy-buddy or we want to be uh, such that they have to hide right. the mess-ups. Whereas you would think, where else should you go if you've got a mess-up? Exactly. Okay. So, so I interrupt so you. We're, no, no, we're very intentional with that. So then, and I'll give you the real skinny, and then we can have conversation uh, on any of that. But so then, the next phase is is the, what we call the training phase, right? That's where you're you're just training them, you're teaching them how to do certain things. Back old school, that now everybody can have a nap. But I, my older set, they had to order pizza. You may remember that, and I may you remember make that. Make a phone call. Yeah, yeah you know, no, it's like, oh, I, don't make me call. Don't make me do that, Dad. I don't want to talk to them. But you you needed to train your kids to learn to how, how to that. have a phone conversation. Exactly. And so, you know, my little girl, she hated ordering pizza, you know, kind of thing. So that's what... That's this is what, age six to what? Six to uh, junior high when they're walking into junior high. Okay. So, so, so six to 12, 13 yeah. so it's the training phase. And you're saying, hey, here's why we do this and here's what we do here. And you teach them life skills, whatever that looks like in your, in your world. And, and we'll talk about some of those in a minute. And then the last one is what we call the coaching phase, right? Because there comes a point where you can't teach your kid anymore. When they hit that junior high, high school... You, you, they don't. They're not going to listen to what you have to say until the wheels fall off, and then they're going to want somebody to coach them. You know. So the difference in that is that uh, they'll do something really stupid. And you go, well, is that was that the outcome that you really thought you wanted? You know, what would you have done differently if you could go back? So you're coaching, right? They're, they're you're taking training wheels are off. Assessment, yeah, right. They're still going to crash, but mm-hmm. so for that, it's like, what do I want them to look like when they head off to college? And so those are the three areas uh, that, you know, that parenting, and really it all breaks down to that. So if you can just envision a few years out, then you can breathe because you've got a plan. Who doesn't love a plan, right? I mean, that's how, that's how we make things work. Um, so you got new parents coming along. They don't have to jump into this and go, oh, okay, i got to tackle college. No, they're, no, no, no. You're, you're just, let's work on zero yep, to five, so, yeah, period. So, so if they're in that area, here's what we do. And then, then we talk about how do we, how do we 
So we've got this list. We go, this is what I want in my kid's life. This is what I want them to think. This is how I want them. Because see, everything we think eventually gets to our heart, right? What has man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we teach our kids thoughts that are true and right and healthy. And then it settles into their heart. And that's the windshield of which they see life. That's where their attitude comes from, right? And so a negative attitude is going to create a negative result kind of thing. And then from that windshield, it's actually then behavior always follows the attitude. Right, and so if I don't like the behavior of my kid, it's because their thought. Well, you and I know this, but their yeah, you got to go process, back and go. Right? Okay, what's lodged inside? So then, after we've got all of those things together, what kind of attitude I want them to have, what kind of behavior, what kind of thought process, then we look. Where am I going to teach them all of that? And this is the fun part because it's really doing the very same things you're doing. You're all putting your kids to bed. There's going to come a day when you don't, and you don't know when that day is going to happen. But you look back and go, I miss that. I miss going upstairs, loving all my kids, reading a story to them, whatever. Uh, Yeah, and there's not a magic time where it happens. You just realize with every kid, it's like all of a sudden they're putting themselves to bed. But so in that time, though, is not the time to yell at them about stuff going on. They're winding down. It's a time to to talk about, hey, you know, let's, let's, you know, what what kind of things are you sorry that you did today? Maybe we should ask the Lord to forgive us of those things and confess that. And and it's a time for me to be vulnerable. You know, when they share a struggle and go, hey, you know, I mean, I remember being there, bro. And it was not fun. And here's what I learned. And so it's a, it's a melancholy time of just easing into the night so they get good sleep. Uh, You know, studies say that the last things we think about consciously, our subconscious goes to work on while we're sleeping, right? Yeah. That's how that works. The brain works. Uh, Einstein was big on that, and that's how he would have these aha moments because he would write down the last thing he wanted to solve. And somehow in the middle of the night, the subconscious still works. So you want to give those things to your kids at night so that there's some things working while they're sleeping. And then the morning routine, when you're getting ready for breakfast, just get up. Get up 15 minutes early and have, have that breakfast ready. And so what we do during that time is send them off with a great mantra and attitude. You know, I'm, I'm smart and I'm, you know, pretty and gosh darn it, everybody loves That's me. That's Stuart Smalley. You know, I know, right? Saturday, it's, that yeah. whole, it's that whole thing. But you, but you want to give them... But you're sending them out with the message you want them to hear before yeah, they... absolutely. You're kind of indoctrinating them, for lack of a better term, before the world mm-hmm. crushes in on yeah. them. Even if you're not telling them, okay, let me give you your affirmation for this. Right. You don't have to have that language. You just do well, it. We we have affirmations that we had for every one of okay, our so kids. Okay, so you do say it. Are they different for each kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, like, you know, and so so we would do things like, you know, I am unique and I'm not like everybody else, right? I mean, I want you to understand. Like for Jackson, I want you know, them to understand some of those things. I can't remember them all now, you know, but... Yeah, but you, but, would, you would affirm some of the mm-hmm. things that were unique about that kid. Right. And, and we, it have, I don't I imagine it'd have to be like poetic language. No, I mean, no, no. you can develop it later, but yeah. if you see that this kid's a great teacher or a great servant or a, they're funny mm-hmm. or they're, they're a leader, you, mm-hmm. you just... Enforce that. That makes sense because yeah, I was in another conversation here, and Brandon Lazar was talking about people's purpose and how every kid is wired differently, and we we forget that that mm-hmm. you know every kid, like even in our house, we've got ten kids, so a lot of them have similar experience, identical economic conditions, um, absolutely alike parenting, mm-hmm. same history. Yep. Yet they're all different. Sure. I mean, and you think, well, golly, I mean, is it nature or is it nurture? Mm-hmm. And you go, I mean, it's probably neither. Like, they're just created. They're just, yep. like, there's something that transcends all of that. That's right. So you're saying identify it, affirm it, mm-hmm. 
launch them out, fire the arrow to school yep. or wherever yep. they're going for the You know, day. in ours, it was always going to center around the golden rule at some point, right? I mean, that's the crux of the yeah, matter. Treat these so we would like always talk about if the tables were turned, how would you want to be treated? That's how we would frame the golden rule, right? So what you're about to do, if the tables are turned, would you want to receive that? You know, so those are some of the things. Then there's the carpool. You know, you just ride in the car. We used to ask the most bizarre questions that we could think of. You know, oh, we just got kicked out of Birmingham, so where are we moving? You know, what, what, what city do you want to move just to next? Just stuff. crazy stuff because you want to know your kid, and you want them to – listen, we learn most when we talk out loud, right? Yeah. I mean, I, there, I have some great thoughts that I, I don't get out. Yeah, you don't put them together until you start teaching them. So ask a kid a question so they can talk back to you. You know, and what's going to happen is they're going to learn about their personality. They're going to learn about themselves. It's a great time. Well, I imagine nonsense questions lead to – deep truths yeah sure like hey what superpower do you want to have this one's the creative one <laughs> that one's right. the logical one exactly so we had great conversation just in the car doing that and then there's always the meal time and i realize everybody can't do meal time every night but that meal time is where we talk about the good and the bad and the ugly and it's a great time to just enjoy being together so those if you build your your kids lives around those little things that we just laid out those four yeah so uh, bedtime breakfast carpool meal time mm-hmm. I, I think and i think you know one of the issues that people are probably bumping into is saying well as they're listening i don't have all four of those times every day or right. i only got two out of four or my kids are only with me half the time or, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of lock into what you do have yep so, you know, like here in our house, we, we have certain days where we all eat at the table. That's right. And it's, hey, cell phones down. This is what we do on these set days. And then other days, we just know, I mean, like on Thursday yeah. nights, right. we just know for whatever reason right now during this season, that is a night of chaos. I generally pick up Zaxby's or pizza right. or Publix chicken. We don't even try to cook. It's just on the table, yeah. thin for yourself. And you normally, I'm in the kitchen when they're coming yeah. through. I'm just talking to whoever one on one. You know, Beth's doing whatever with them one on one. I mean, it's just that is the rhythm of that night. Right. But it, other nights, I mean, I guess now that I'm thinking about that, I get to hang out with those kids one on one during that time. Mm-hmm. But there's there's differences, and you just seize. The deal is just to have. get it down. If it, and just be intentional. Just yeah, with just, what you got. Just do it. You know, if it's once a month, do that. The other, the one more last piece that was really instrumental for us, coming from an old youth guy, right? You're going to have bonfires in camp. You know, when you go to church camp, you're going to have a bonfire and you're going to sit around. Oh, I got gonna, one in my house. We do too. I every, got two at my house. Every house some. we've been to, there's something about a fire. We would get our kids away out of the house, sit by that fire, and we would um, we would just chat. And I would ask them questions. Hey, so let's talk about Abby right now. What is it that you really, really love about your sister Abby? There's something powerful about kids. Uh, you know, when they when they begin to talk to each other. Yeah. And then we would say things like, hey, what's the last thing that made you laugh? You know, we'll just ask some good questions. What we're trying to do is say tonight, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's Abby's. We would sometimes just declare, you know, it's Jackie Lee Day or it's Jared Day or it's whatever day. And we were just going to lavish them with stuff. Whatever, if they, whatever. What they want to eat, that's what they do. And uh, we're going to build them up. Hey, what, what is it you love about them? And there's something really bonding and powerful about knowing that that you know you're helping your kids learn to help each other there is i learned something about that from you about that having everybody praise that person uh recently we had outside it, it was one of the kids birthdays it was it was miriam's mini mm. and so for her birthday we she wanted pizza so we ordered pizza we had the presents went outside 
told everybody, all right, we're going to eat, and then after this, we're going to go to the fire pit. We'll have cake before the fire pit, and at the fire pit, we're going to talk. Didn't tell them what we're going to do. We got to the fire pit, and I had everybody, you know, go around, and they could say a story they remembered about her, Mm. or they could say something they loved about her. And so we went around, and we got about halfway around the room, or halfway around the yeah. outside circle. Right, right. And there were even friends here, because like, sometimes, you know, our kids will have friends that are over here. There's even people that spend the night here from time to time, and sure. it's Randolph, you know. And, and the rule is, if the friends come, which they're always welcome, they just have to participate in whatever we're doing. Sure. Like, they, you know, they don't get a hall pass, and you don't get a hall pass because right. you got a friend like everybody. And then you can do whatever after we're done. All right, so we got friends in the circle too so we're going around so there's however many people in the family plus random friends that are older sisters friends that aren't even her friends everybody says some things and some of these don't know her well but they've noticed sure all right we get all the way around it's about to come back to me because i I started it and i'm going to finish it and pray for her and the little boy he runs up to me he's like hey can we do me now (laughs) i'm like i'm like no 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 no. this is (laughs) And it, you know, then he runs over to bed. Hey, can we do me? And I'm like, no, 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 this is her. That's but, right. But everybody wants it because sure. I mean, out in the world, like the life will get sucked out of you. Yeah. But in the family, in the home, that should be safe space where you can be corrected without shame. Absolutely. You know, you can make mistakes without people disowning you yeah. or canceling you. And then also, you get affirmed in some of the things that we see, but we just take for granted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we picked that up from you. Okay, so I've got intentional times. Where are you going to teach them the things you want to teach them? So I've got bedtime, breakfast, carpool, meal time, mm-hmm. build yourself a fire pit or That's buy right. one from Walmart or <laughs> some other thing. Just get outside. Where do we go from there? Well, you begin, you just keep working that deal, right? And then you're going to, every so often you're going to have a family meeting because something's going to go awry and you're going to go, hey, we need to reset Okay, you know, give me an example. Where have y'all done that? Uh, well, we've done that at a fire pit. Sometimes we'll just call one. I'll see. Now, I'll, what would cause a family meeting? Well, my kids barking at each other all the time. Okay, so they're just you know, and it's just you just get to that point. Normal just, pressure, yeah. Stress hey, of life builds up, so you got this yeah. is family meeting. Okay, so we're here like, hey man, here's what I'm hearing. So tell me what's going on. Is there something we don't know about that's happening between you two? Because this is crazy, right? We're we're family here, and you, you we love each other. We're giving grace to each other. These are the things that we do. So what's happening? Uh, you know, and so then we'll have that dialogue, and well, he did this or he did that, and uh, you know, then we'll say, well, what did you do to make them do that, right? And, and they hate, they hate when we do that, you know. Uh, I mean, but we would force that dialogue, and then we'd we'd huddle up, we'd pray together, and we'd move on. Uh, but it could be anything. It could be you know, everybody's homework seemed like nobody's paying attention to that anymore because we're near the end of the year or whatever, you know. And hey, we need to finish strong. Let's let's talk about this. Can we recalibrate here, and can we, you know, what do you need? What do I need to do to help you get back to that good habit of, you know, study? So it's it could be anything. It's just a, as a parent, as you walk through life, and you you, it's like a boss walks through his company. He sees what's weak and through the chaos. Yeah, right. you know, so how do I fix that? That's all we're doing. We're just we're walking slowly through our family and just going, okay, what do I like? What do I not like? Because I'm the dad. I mean, that's my responsibility. And, you know, as a parent. And so that's what we'll do. And the, but the kids also could call family meetings sometime. And that was fun. It was crazy. Be like, wait, well, okay. Well. <laughs> so, Dad, we think you're being really too hard on. We've been talking, you know. <laughs> We've been talking. Well, I mean, it makes sense that you would have a family meeting on that because the kids talk about the parents. Right. 
whether the parents know it or like it or not, I mean, they, yep. you know, they've got it all figured out. Yep. So I would say if there's one thing, you know, that, you know, you have a takeaway from this thing is that parents do a terrible job at really listening to their kids. We already think we got it all figured out. And if we could make one, one turn that would really propel your, your relationship with your kids forward, it's just listening to them without assuming that you already know the scenario and what's going on. Right. I mean, we've all done that. You know, we started lashing out at a kid because we, I, I know what you, you only have to tell me, I know what you did. Right. You know, but, but no, wait, that, no, dad, wait, wait, wait. You know, we're like, no. If we'll just slow down and go, okay, let's talk about it. Because that's the weight of the kid's heart. Now, everybody wants to be heard. Bottom line, everybody on this planet wants to be heard. So let's go overboard with our kids and listen before we do foolish things as parents because we think we know what's best. I mean, that's just my take on it. I found it to be uh, life-changing for my family. Well, it seems strange that some of the places where we would listen the least are with the people that matter the most, yeah, or some right. of the places where we would inflict people with the harshest punishment are with the people that are closest to us. Mm-hmm. Like, what we, we really crave is connection, mm-hmm. but then they do something wrong or that we don't like, so we kind of slough them off or push them off, and, you know, it's really the exact opposite of what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's the exact opposite of what we actually even want. And I tell you where we learned this. And it, uh, we had one of our um, kids moved in to our house with our grandkids because they were building a house. And so we're listening to them put the grandkids to bed. And, you know, it's a, it's a grandparent thing that comes in. And I'm like, God, they're, they're being stern up there. You know, you know did we you still know, like that? You need to go up there, you know. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. But, but we would realize that, you know, from a, from a grandparent perspective, you can see that harshness. From a parent, sometimes it's hard to see. You're in the middle of a war kind of thing. But if you could just step back and disengage for a minute and hear yourself talk, it is a game changer. You know? What I imagine, too, uh, you probably heard them say, you know you know how you say, oh, I'll never be like my mom and dad. And then you catch yourself saying something, you go, oh, oh, oh that, that, that was my dad. I imagine like, you hear them talk and you're like, Oh, that was me from 20 years ago. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, step back, pause, breathe. Yeah. And then reload and do it in the right way. Okay, t- let's uh, let's land it with this. Tell us about the book. Yeah, so um, the, the book has some, it breaks everything down for you and it gives you some really practical issues in everything I just talked about. I mean, really, I'm not saying you don't need to buy the book now, but I gave you the the, the, the outline of it. Now it's basically like, have you ever gone to the movie theater and you watch the trailer and That's you're like, right. I feel like I just saw the whole movie. That's right. So, That's right. But there is uh, but, but it, there. We give you a lot of tools in here, you know, that help, like the wind in. We do a lot of different things like that that help you really just understand yeah, yeah. how to work in those three areas. Okay. But that's the basis of this book. It just helps you with that directional parenting blueprint. All right. Where can you find it? Anywhere books are sold. Anywhere. They say. What's the website? You got um, I do. If you go to berefreshed.org, uh, be refreshed, like spell that out, B-E-R-E. Uh, be refreshed. Yeah, org. Yep. Yeah. All right. You can find links to that and everything else. And then you can find all your social feeds. I'm gonna put them yep. down in the show notes so people can find all yep. of that right there. Yep. Um, what's the maybe final parting shot you would say to people who are in the middle of this and are feeling overwhelmed as parents right now that are stretched too thin, that are in the midst of laundry, chores, meals, mm-hmm. school, uh, COVID stuff. I mean, still like right now, right. like you know, everybody was sending kids to school, and now people are having to homeschool that never thought they would, and you know, yep. they're still. 
I mean, you know, we're playing hokey pokey on a lot of things. We sure. wear a mask or not. We're going in, we're going out. We get, I mean, it's still like even a year later, like what, what's just, mm-hmm. why are people overwhelmed right now? Lonely, disconnected, yeah, overwhelmed. Like what's maybe a parting shot to them? Sure. And I think it's always going to come back down to one thing. Let's just work on one thing. So look at your family, have a conversation with your wife or husband or, or partner or whatever's going on there uh, and just talk about that if we could if we could how this is the greatest question i do we do it in marriage more than anything else how can i let this get better so if you ask yourself that question how can i let this get better my family yeah it's a positive way of spinning it it would be well maybe i should just shut up or maybe we should eat a meal together right I mean, just start just start so just a baby step just something just, don't because if they listen to this they may it may feel like a moral imperative right to change everything right and really just now that you got the bigger picture, mm-hmm. just choose one thing. Yep. And you and get it, that, you can add And really, else. life does come down to the golden rule. I don't mean to, you know, get all spiritual and everything on that, but it really, to, you know, do to others as you would have them do unto you, if, if we could instill that in our kids, you, you've won the game, really, uh, when it comes. Because that principle carries them all the way through life in every area of right. life. That's a good, yeah, that's, that's great. All right, so let me, you know, always close out pray for everybody they'll just kind of be able to grab hold of something so here's my prayer for you as we close out all the links are there below for everything that you need to find to launch off Um, this is part of the coaching series if you are looking to take your life to the next level in any area we talk about that regularly here uh, i would encourage you to drop into the facebook group there's a link below Uh, also you can take the free 21 day challenge that'll help you kind of identify the areas where you might want to grow give you some very practical tools whether it's your fitness, your faith, finance, family, that's kind of what we're on here right now, family, um, any area. As we close, here's the prayer. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he be gracious and shine his face a favor upon you. And may you specifically just highlight that one specific area that deals with the specific season that your child is in. And may you realize that the Lord sovereignly places people in families. And so he knew before time began, and he has gifted you to parent those kids. I'll see you again next time.